On August 2, 2016, Oprah Winfrey made a surprise announcement, the newest selection in her book club. Hi, everybody. It's been a while. But oh, have I found a great book, said the former talk show host on the video she uploaded to her Twitter account. She announced The Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead. The announcement was a big surprise to many because they had expected Whitehead's novel to be released in September. But hey, sometimes publishers are willing to make changes for Oprah. The book was released to considerable fanfare. Whitehead was always a popular novelist, but this book and the attention it would generate elevated him to new lofty status. Today, we'll tell the story of this book about a struggle to escape slavery. You're listening to Remarkable Receptions, a podcast about popular and critical responses to African-American novels. The Underground Railroad focuses on a young enslaved woman, Cora, and her journeys through multiple states as she seeks freedom. But before we talk about the writing and what takes place in the novel, it's worth considering the book's reception. So often, people provide analyses of novels and then mention the awards the works may have won. However, we might take a different route with some works, like Whitehead's novel. The fanfare that the book received from early reviewers and cultural figures like Oprah Winfrey took place and led to the book becoming a bestseller. Given the many, many books released each year, it's somewhat rare for one African-American novel to be reviewed in numerous publications. That's Howard Ramsey a professor of literature at Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville. But here was Whitehead's The Underground Railroad receiving extensive coverage in all kinds of publications and outlets. It was written about in various articles in the New York Times. The novel was reviewed in the New Yorker, the Wall Street Journal, Politico, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, Business Outsider, and on and on. It was clear that this was one of the most widely covered novels by a black writer, in a long time. Whitehead first jotted down notes for a manuscript about slavery in the year 2000. Over the years, he would return to his ideas for the book with notes here and there. During this time, he also wrote and published several books. Then, in 2015, he wrote the first 100 pages of what would become the Underground Railroad. In early December 2015, he finished writing the full manuscript. His publisher Doubleday began to get the word out that Whitehead's book would appear the next year. By late December 2015, the New York Times and Entertainment Weekly included the Underground Railroad on lists of the most anticipated books for 2016. In January 2016, the Boston Globe listed Whitehead's upcoming novel as a highly anticipated book as well. In April 2016, Oprah Winfrey contacted Doubleday to inform the publisher that she wanted to select Whitehead's novel for her book club. Her decision was a closely guarded secret until the release date in August. On the morning of August 2nd, 2016, when the surprise announcement was made that Whitehead's book was an Oprah book club selection and it would be released that day, I called a local bookstore to reserve a copy. The book clerks I spoke with initially told me that I was mistaken and the book would be released in September. However, when they went and checked in their stockroom, they realized that the book was, in fact, in their store in boxes. And a note on the shipment informed them that they were not to open the boxes until instructed by managers. So Oprah and Doubleday and several bookstores had worked together 
to keep her announcement secret. Doubleday had initially planned to print 75,000 copies of the Underground Railroad. After Winfrey contacted the publisher company and let its officials know that she would endorse Whitehead's novel, however, Doubleday decided to produce an initial print run of 200,000 copies. Eight months after the book was first published, it sold over 825,000 copies. On Sunday, August 7, 2016, five days after the novel was released, the New York Times published a special print-only 16,000-word excerpt from the Underground Railroad. That print edition had been in the works long before Winfrey's surprise announcement about the book. The special New York Times print-only expansive excerpt further publicized and distinguished Whitehead's book. And then, a week and a half after the Underground Railroad was released, the White House announced that President Barack Obama had included the novel on his summer reading list. The fact that the nation's first black president was reading a book by an African-American author about enslavement and struggles for liberation further heightened interest in the novel. Colson Whitehead had published five novels and two creative non-fiction books prior to 2016. The Underground Railroad, his sixth novel, though, was clearly a breakout hit. While a few of his other books had received considerable praise, none of those received the widespread attention and considerable praise that this book about an escape from slavery did. In November 2016, the Underground Railroad was announced as the winner of the National Book Award for Fiction. In April 2017, the novel was selected as the recipient of Pulitzer Prize for Fiction. And later in that year, the book earned the Arthur C. Clarke Award, a British award given for the best science fiction novel. A crucial recurring feature in the coverage of Whitehead's novel was the point that the author had taken the metaphor of the Underground Railroad and turned it into a real train. Whitehead's creative act of employing a literal locomotive in the service of black people escaping from bondage apparently elevated his novel as a work of literary art, history, science fiction, and entertainment. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Remarkable Receptions. This podcast is part of the Black Literary Network, a project that offers useful information about African-American novels and black literary studies. The network has four main portals. One portal presents data visualizations about African-American literature. Another portal provides brief, multi-threaded compositions about Black literary art. Another portal is known as the Novel Generator Machine, which provides recommendations about African-American novels. And finally, there's this podcast, Remarkable Receptions, a series about the responses to notable African-American novels. Colson Whitehead's novel, The Underground Railroad, tracks the precarity of the main character Cora's flight to freedom on the Underground Railroad. The railroad, which Whitehead imagines as a literal train, is the most prominent science fiction device in the book. And, while the book addresses the history of slavery, Whitehead's fantastic literary devices offer access to important truths of this history through a fictionalization of certain historical facts. Reviews and overall reception of the novel have focused on the book's insights into histories of enslavement and black freedom practices. It stands out to me that the novel's most identifiable historical references are also the places where Whitehead experiments with science fiction and various fantastic literary elements. That's Elizabeth Calley a professor of literature at Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville. The novel as a creative work offers historical insight, but cannot stand in as traditional historical text. 
we could say that the novel reveals through its factual disruptions. One of the novel's foremost conflicts emerges between Cora and Arnold Ridgway. Ridgway is an infamous, larger-than-life white man who builds a career and identity for himself as a slave catcher. Sanctioned by the government, and presumably the Fugitive Slave Act of 1850, Ridgway obsessively pursues Cora and Caesar following their escape from Georgia. The fixation on Cora is heightened by Ridgway's failure to remand Cora's mother Mabel into slavery following her escape many years prior. Cora's escape is also shaped by pursuit of her mother. Neither Ridgway nor Cora knows how Mabel escaped, where she went, or her fate. Mabel's evasion of Ridgway embarrasses and angers him, as it challenges his identity and his belief that white men's rightful place in the U.S. is one of superiority. For Cora, Mabel's decision to escape feels like abandonment, and Cora carries the hurt and anger with her as she seeks freedom. Both Cora and Ridgway are compelling characters. Simply put, I think Ridgway captivates readers because his beliefs in Manifest Destiny translate into everyday actions, a career even, bridging the ordinary with the terrifying. While Ridgway has the capacity to steal the spotlight, I think that Cora is fascinating for readers because her character has access to a full range of self-expression. We follow her and root for her to find freedom, and she doesn't have to be saintly or be on reproach in order to garner readers' support. Who doesn't relish that extra kick to Ridgway's face when Cora makes her escape to Tennessee? Why did you bring me here, Cora said. We're not supposed to talk about what we do down here, Royal said. And our passengers aren't supposed to talk about how the railroad operates. It put a lot of good people in danger. They could talk if they wanted to, but they don't. It was true. When she told of her escape, she omitted the tunnels and kept to the main contours. It was private. A secret about yourself it never occurred to you to share. Not a bad secret, but an intimacy, so much a part of who you were that it could not be made separate. It would die in the sharing. I showed you, because you've seen more of this railroad than most, Royal continued. I wanted you to see this, how it fits together, or doesn't. I'm just a passenger. That's why, he said. He rubbed his spectacles with his shirt tail. The Underground Railroad is bigger than its operators. It's all of you, too. The small spurs, the big trunk lines. We have the newest locomotives and the obsolete engines. And we have hand cars like that one. It goes everywhere, to places we know and those we don't. We got this tunnel right here, running beneath us, and no one knows where it leads. If we keep the railroad running and none of us can figure it out, maybe you can. From Colson Whitehead's The Underground Railroad. In mid-September 2016, less than a month after surprise release of the novel, The Hollywood Reporter and other film industry outlets began reporting that the Underground Railroad would be adapted to a television series and directed by Barry Jenkins. Jenkins' film Moonlight from 2016 won an Oscar for Best Picture. Jenkins also won an award for Best Director for the film. In 2018, Jenkins' film adaptation of James Baldwin If Beale Street Could Talk received considerable praise from audiences and critics. That Jenkins and Amazon Prime were turning attention to Whitehead's novel was an important moment for the author, as well as African-American literature. Listen, there are many representations of slavery in film. Again, that's Howard Ramsey. 
but relatively few of the dozens of films that focused on slavery and struggles for freedom were written by African-American novelists. In 1977, Alice Haley's Roots was adapted as a television miniseries. Toni Morrison's novel Beloved was produced as a film. Those are just two examples among the many, many treatments of enslaved people in films. But it's unusual for writings about slavery by major black novelists to be adapted for film and television. The Underground Railroad was released as a television limited series on Amazon Prime on May 14, 2021. This 10-part adaptation brought Whitehead's story and characters to life on screen. The series further extended the reach of the novel and at the same time gave viewers, not just readers, a chance to consider this historical and extraordinary fictional narrative about the Underground Railroad. The visual medium also offers new creative opportunities for elaborating on key themes that we find in the novel. That's Elizabeth Calley. Jenkins develops a recurring scene set on a plantation, presumably Randall, that exists in another temporal dimension or plane. It is populated by the many black people who have suffered and died in the narrative, and many more who are unnamed within the text plot. Rather than a flashback, it functions as a place Cora goes to witness, to hold the accumulated losses in her memory. Simultaneously, the various characters and unnamed persons populating that dimension are witnesses too, urging on Cora's path to freedom. That creative innovation deepens the themes of memory, loss, and recovery that persist throughout the novel. According to Doreen St. Felix in a review in The New Yorker, the triumphs of the Underground Railroad are inextricable from its flaws. Jenkins' series tries deeply to understand the character of Cora, who is always on screen yet remains unknowable. We are most acquainted with her hunter, Ridgway, who in the fourth episode is given a flashback treatment that is a masterly depiction of neurotic white masculinity. In a review for Polygon, Robert Daniels explained that the scale of the Underground Railroad feels immeasurable. Each state Cora visits exudes a different timber and tone, from lush to barren, and from verdant greens, maroon reds, warm marigolds, and deep, hugging blues to choked grays. Each setting teems with extras, creating a collage of costumes that evoke unwritten lifetimes for their wearers. Later, Daniel points out that the vastness of the series means you shouldn't binge the Underground Railroad. It's too narratively, visually, and sonically dense, too meticulously calibrated, too swamped in a syrupy mix of southern dialects to appreciate in one consumption. You'd be better off watching one or two episodes a day. Colson Whitehead transformed ideas about the Underground Railroad into an extraordinary narrative that included an actual train. Reviewers and commentators turned Whitehead's novel into a widely acclaimed work of literature. Tens of thousands of readers purchased the Underground Railroad and made it a bestseller. Barry Jenkins adapted Whitehead's novel into a series on Amazon. Taken together, these many engagements with the Underground Railroad account for its remarkable reception. This episode of Remarkable Receptions was written and produced by Elizabeth Calley and me, Howard Ramsey. Remarkable Receptions is part of the Black Literature Network, a joint project from African-American Literary Studies at Southern Illinois University Edwardsville and the History of Black Writing at the University of Kansas. 
This project was made possible by the generous support of the Mellon Foundation. For more information, visit blacklitnetwork.org.